Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Communications Department and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. You know, the podcast that you've been doing really are one of the things I think that's a highlight. Today, we are talking to our three Bucks County commissioners, Bob Harvey, Diane Marseglia, and Jean D. Geralmo. We're part of the legislative part of the government and also kind of like the executive part of the government. We'll take a look back at the year of 2022. We've learned a lot, too, haven't we, about each other, about mental health, about medicine. And what's ahead in the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Bucks County Conversations. Okay, so it's the last Bucks County Conversations of the year, our first full year as a county podcast. If you listened to Bucks County Conversations before, great. That means you've heard from a handful of our county people, from our diversity and inclusion officer, Bernard Griggs, to our Director of Consumer Protection slash Weights and Measures, Mike Bannon, as well as our Parks and Recreation Director, Angie Nagel, and many others. Special thank you to all who came on the podcast this year. But today is going to be a little different, a sort of reflection episode. As December was winding down, I asked all three of the commissioners to chat with me about the year and things they are looking forward to in 2023. They each talked to me separately, and obviously there were similarities. So I'm going to weave together their thoughts from our conversations. It'll be a look back, a look ahead, and of course, a little about themselves and each other. My name's Gene DiGirolamo. I am the minority Republican commissioner. My two colleagues are Diane Alice Morseglia and Robert Harvey. Everybody calls him Bob, Bob Harvey. So we're, we're the three commissioners. All three of us have a background, whether by profession or by interest and choice, in social services. Commissioner DiGirolamo, of course, is known really throughout the state as an advocate for social services. Commissioner Marseglia was a social worker. Technically, she still is a social worker. My background as a public school teacher. We never walk into a room and somebody is considered the expert. It's different on different topics. And then we all, you know, we can go back and forth and learn from one another. But when I think about Gene, I know that he's our go-to person when it has to do with something related to substance use. And I know we turn to Commissioner Harvey whenever there's like a business-related thing or an environmental-related issue because he he's really well aware of those issues. And so we turn to him for expertise. I'd like to think that they turn to me if there's a direct social work thing. And that's kind of a nice way to be able to learn from one another and for somebody to take the lead on a project as well. The three of us have been getting along pretty well. And again, I'm the minority. The other two are, are Democrats and they're in the majority. But they've been very good with me and in, uh, including me in everything that's going on, asking me what I think and, you know, helping out along the way. And that's especially true with the budget, trying to put the budget together. So it's, it's worked out really, really well between the three of us. And again, not that we agree all the time, but when we disagree, we do it respectfully trying to work through our our differences and where we disagree. And so I think that is the attitude we bring to this job, is that we're here to serve people. 
we're here to do the best job we can because we know that the 650,000 people of Bucks County, not every single one of them needs some kind of county service, but you know many of them do, and there are many who don't even really yet know what services we offer. Commissioners Harvey Marseglia and Di Girolamo have been working together as commissioners since 2020. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, I think this year we hit a broader range of topics this year as a county. I mean, the, the first two years, of course, were so heavily dominated with COVID. The election of 2020 obviously took up a huge amount of our time and energy, not just because it was a big election, but also it was the first year using the mail-in ballot format for voting, and the in-person voting was different in 2020 for the first time, new machines. We were just sworn in the office January of 2020, and we were first year as county commissioner, me and Commissioner Bob Harvey, and we were only there a couple months. We got hit with that, that virus, and everything just centered around trying to handle and manage the virus. Our Department of Health did a terrific job. All the employees that worked for the county, they were just amazing trying to work with the virus, work around the virus, and come in and work virtually if they had to. So You know, this year I'm hoping is the beginning of rebuilding. There was a lot of rancor and upset and turmoil through COVID and because of COVID, and now we're all about healing. Like, it's in the rearview window now. So that's how I feel about the future. Last year, I hoped it was in the past. This year, I know it's in the past. For instance, this year started with a massive COVID test distribution drive through spearheaded by our emergency management agency and health department. Then the year ended with our employee holiday program back again after a two-year hiatus. Each of the commissioners talked about 2022 with pride, but also anticipation for what's to come. We're going to go to the end of the year because we just passed our county budget just a little while ago here in December. I think the budget was really good. And the important part of us passing the budget is that we had no tax increase for the residents of the county. You know, one of the first things that I'm thinking about is the hub, which we opened, I guess, a couple years ago, but we have expanded mightily this year. We actually even are available at CareerLink, and we're going to be available at the uh, new Lower Government Services Center. So we are expanding. We have new offices downstairs. So people can call. It's a one-stop shop. We will help you get attached and connected with whatever services that you need. This year has been particularly interesting because of Putin's war in Ukraine, which began in February, because there have been a lot of what they call parolees, those people that have come over here from Ukraine who've needed assistance. And we've really um, helped a lot of people get organized and, and find a way to start their lives over here in America. So that that's a big deal. Really, I think a lot of what we've been focused on is trying to deliver the best county services we can to people. We're expanding our emergency operations center which was something we noticed during the pandemic that this center that was supposed to kind of be the hub for emergencies just wasn't big enough. It didn't have the technological capacity it needed to have to be able to handle what we needed to have happen. And so that project is ongoing. The uh, African American History Museum is something we had been talked about for a long time, so we broke ground on that just you know a few weeks ago. That's going to be on the property of Core Creek's Boone Farm on 413 in Bridgetown Pike. We just had the groundbreaking for that. 
And we are also going to be building a forensic center, which would allow people with severe mental health histories and experiences not have to go to jail if they have an interaction with police. They would be able to go to the forensic center and we would be able to to provide crisis support. So we have contracts out on that and we should be able to get that going in 2023. A place they can go that's not the jail. Because in many cases, you know, what these people need is care, not necessarily to be put in jail. The jails aren't really built for people who are going through mental health episodes and and people who are suffering from substance abuse disorders. But a forensic facility will be able to do that. One other thing was important that we worked through all this year was the opiate settlement, the statewide opiate settlement. It was a billion-dollar settlement that's going to come to the state of Pennsylvania. Bucks County is in line to get $45 million of that billion dollars. And we're going to use that money. Diane Rossetti, who is our drug and alcohol person for the county, she has formed a committee and come up with some ideas of how we can spend the initial part of that money. I believe we've gotten over $4 million so far this year in 2022, with more to come in 2023. And the one important thing that I think she would like to do, which the commissioners approved in December, is a crisis center. Partnering with Lenape Valley and Doylestown Hospital and building a state-of-the-art crisis stabilization center. This will be the first one. It may be the first in Pennsylvania, but it's definitely the first time we have tried to put crisis intervention with mental health, co-occurring, and drug and alcohol all together. So these are big projects. Um, We saw a lot of problems through the whole COVID pandemic, and we've been able to use some of that COVID money to make sure we bring these things to fruition. But this crisis center is a place you're going to be able to go right away. I expect it to be open 24 times 7. Uh, That would be my expectations and my hope because that's when it works best. You know, people want to come in at night or early in the morning that they'll be able to get in. So in my mind, that's going to be a, a tremendous asset as we continue to fight this addiction problem that we still have here in Bucks County and, and all, all over, all across the state. So that that's a, a pretty big deal, and that's part of the opiate settlement. And, again, we're going to continue to get money, and, again, it's for the next 18 years, and we've got a plan how we're going to spend that money, and it's all going to go to prevention, education, and treatment. We launched a leadership academy for county employees. These are employees who have been recognized by their directors and by the people who oversee them as people who might be able to take a leadership position in this county at some point. So you know, we want to make sure that we're identifying those people, that we're giving them the kind of training that's going to make them not just better employees, but better supervisors, better directors, better division leaders at some point as they're rising up through the ranks. And so I was proud that uh, we were able to get that off the ground. It took a little while. Our diversity and inclusion training also was something that took a while to get designed and underway, and that was launched this year. We're doing a lot of work in terms of human services like we always do. We are in the midst of planning a a huge renovation to our Lower Bucks Government Services Center, Levittown. I think it's about a $30 million facility, and it's going to be fantastic. And it's going to give us a whole lot more room. We're going to be able to put in there a number of the other entities that didn't have the room to move in there down the lower part of the county. So that'll be a great asset for the people of Lower Bucks County and the center part of the county, too. 
So it'll be able to come to the government facilities. And I think we're going to break ground in next year, 2023. And then maybe hope to have it open. I don't know, by the end of 2023 or maybe into 2024. So that's going to be at, at the site that it is now, where the, the government service building is right now. So that's, that's where it's going to go. Just real quick, we passed a lemon law here in Bucks County. That was one of the biggest complaints. Our consumer protection division we're getting. So we have a lemon law here, and they have a place to come here in Bucks County if they want to report it, if they're having a problem. Another thing that was really kind of big was the Newtown Rail Trail finally got opened. Um, This has been years long of working on it, and we're really proud that people are going to be able to use that rail trail. And looking to expand on our trail network uh, to give people the kind of life that they can live their fullest life and be be happy and be proud to live in Bucks County as, as, as I am and I know you are and certainly Commissioner Marsegli, Commissioner DiGirolamo are as well. And just to remind everybody, you know, half of the county's budget is human services and that takes in a, a variety of, of different areas, mental health certainly, drug and alcohol, addiction and treatment, people with all kinds of disabilities our senior citizens, our veterans providing services that they might need, health care, in case they need health care, the county is a point of contact for helping people get on Medicaid, which is a life-saving insurance policy uh, for not only the residents in Bucks County, but around the state of Pennsylvania. We've really been lucky because the three of us really do understand the importance of human services, but also the importance of working with our police departments And when you find that common area, then you're able to reach out. And that's one of the things that we did work together on, as a matter of fact, when I think about is co-responders. We tried them out in Ben Salem a couple years ago, but this year they grew again. These are social workers who are embedded in a police department so that police officers responding to someone having a crisis can simply go back on the job and allow these two co-responders in that township or borough to respond to the mental health crisis or, or if there's a crisis of domestic violence, child abuse, mental health, or someone who's homeless. They have those skills and they step in. We added this year Middletown Township and Falls Town. We just recently added Tullytown Borough, Bristol Borough, and Bristol Township to our list. And we have nine townships in Upper Bucks County who will be getting co-responders in spring. So we're we're pretty proud of that. And as commissioners, it's something that brings, you know, the co-responders can come in and touch all those areas where there's a problem, as well as touching law enforcement. And, and they actually make the community a safer and a more welcome place. So it's easy for three commissioners to get along on that. Part of a, a kind of a, an easier lift, but something I think is just as important. Toward the end of this year, we launched a program about dedicating bridges in Bucks County to members of Bucks County who served in Vietnam and lost their lives in the Vietnam War. This has been sort of the brainchild of a gentleman from Lower Bucks County, Ed Preston, who worked with PennDOT on getting a bridge in Pendell, dedicated when it was opened. It was had some construction work done on it when it was open this summer. It was dedicated to, I believe it was a Marine from that area of the county who had passed away. It was killed in action in Vietnam. And then we just did a bridge in Upper Bucks County, again, dedicated to an Army soldier who was killed in Vietnam who was from that area. And that's something, you know, we have almost 120 bridges in Bucks. And the plan is to do it in areas where those people lived. So it has some connection, trying to connect families, you know, at each of the two dedications I just mentioned, there were living family members who got to be present while that dedication happened. 
And it, this is something that, you know, the only cost involved is putting up two signs, one in each direction <laughs> that has the name of the service member. But it's still something that I think it says a lot about the three commissioners and, and, you know, again, united on this as we are on most issues. You know, I think well over 90% of our votes have been unanimous. So uh, we're really leading in a bipartisan fashion because that's the way it should be done. You know, uh, there really shouldn't be a whole lot of partisan issues when it comes to delivering social services to people or when it comes to running a park or when it comes to dedicating a bridge. So that's some of the things I'm really looking forward to. A lot of times people look at county government and they see this big budget and all these, but we get calls every day from ordinary, regular people who have a problem, whether they're getting thrown out of their apartment and they need help, whether it's, you know, on the human service side, you know, where they have an addiction. And I, we get calls every day and it's making sure that you return those phone calls and making sure you help those people. And again, 2023, it's just continue to do what we've been doing. This election integrity and running the elections has also been a big part of what we have to do. And we want to make sure that our elections here in Bucks County are safe and secure. And I can let people know that we work very, very hard at that. Our staff and our board of election has done an incredible job making sure that our elections are safe and sound and that every vote counts. And that's another important part of our job, you know, looking to continue making sure that happens in 2023. And again, the three commissioners are all up for election in 2023, the three of us. So I would continue to work on issues that are related to the budget. I mean, I talked about no tax increase for next year. Hopefully that'll be the goal for 2024 as well, not to have a tax increase. All right, that's a lot of stuff. If you want to learn more about any of the flashbacks the commissioners had while reminiscing about 2022 and the look ahead to 2023, check out buckscounty.gov. I'll also put some links in the show notes. And one last thing, because I also had to find out if the commissioners have any New Year's traditions. I thought for sure there would be one for pork and sauerkraut. Are you guys going to eat pork and sauerkraut on no. New Year's? Yeah, no, no we're, not, we're not a big pie. Probably because my mother didn't like sauerkraut. We were never a pork and never a pork and sauerkraut. Of course, you know, I think a lot of your eating habits are formed by your mother because if she, if she makes something, you end up liking it. If she doesn't make something, you end up not liking it. My mother was a pretty picky eater, so which meant that I was a pretty picky eater because it's a pretty limited menu growing up. So, yeah, so I, I'm not a sauerkraut person. Um, yeah, not much. We never really did much except watch football on New Year's. That's that was that was it, you know. And this year will be good because it's you know it's the weekend, which means there'll be you know pro and, and college football the same weekend. So it's it's uh, you know that'll be a good time. I have a tradition of doing nothing on New Year's, but I do try to make you know some kind of a resolution. But I have to say I keep making the same one, and that's that I'm going to be on time and that I'm going to get to sleep and get enough sleep, and that lasts about a day. But I'm going to try again, I promise. Well, for New Year's, traditionally, we have a, it's uh, because my family's Italian. What we usually make for New Year's is a olive, a stuffed olive. My mother, who was 94, I mean, she has done this since she was married in 1949. Uh, my dad passed away a number of years ago. So my mother has kept the tradition out 
of making the stuffed olives and they're breaded and then fried. It's a big green olive that she stuffs them with meat, which is chicken, pork, and veal. Three different kinds of meats, the olive stuffed, and then they're breaded and then they're fried. So that's kind of like a New Year's tradition. And we go for New Year's usually with maybe a couple different things, maybe a ham and then maybe spaghetti as well as meatballs as well. So we have a pretty big dinner for New Year's Day. The same with Christmas, too. Same, same similar type of situation with Christmas. I have heard you talk about these meatballs before with the olives, and that sounds very good. I might have to okay. try that. I'll have to maybe bring some up so you can try them. Yeah, Thanks. I'll be glad to do that. Thank you, Commissioner. Okay, good to be with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, and happy holiday to you, and I look forward to working with you in the new year. And that's about it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations. Thank you again, commissioners, for chatting with me about the year and looking ahead. I can't wait for more podcast episodes, TikToks, and everything in between. Speaking of, if you don't already, you should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. I hope you enjoyed listening all year. We definitely will be back in 2023. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you download podcasts for updates. In the meantime, Happy New Year to you. We'll talk soon. Again, I'm Charlotte Reese. This is Bucks County Conversations.